Welcome to the Power in Motion podcast, the show for women who want to develop a kinder relationship with their body so you can feel healthy, happy, and confident without restricting food, doing torturous exercise, or constantly worrying about the number on the scale. I'm your host, Kim Hagel, size inclusive fitness specialist and certified non diet health and life coach specializing in body image. This podcast is here to provide weight neutral, health at every size aligned information and coaching on sustainable habits and mindset shifts so you can feel your very best in the body you have right now. Let's lace up our runners and go for a walk while we chat. Happy New Year, Radiant people. I hope that you have had a joy-filled, restful holiday with those you love and lots of new memories made. If you're new to our podcast, welcome. My name is Kim Hagel, personal trainer, registered holistic nutritionist, and I'm on a mission to help women break free from diet culture, punishment, and restriction so they can move their body from a place of self-care, feel at peace with food, and feel confident in their body. So thanks for tuning in, and I'm really glad you're here. If you've been following along, thanks for coming back. It means the world to me that my messages are resonating with you, and it's my joy to serve you in this way. I am really excited about 2021. How about you? I know we're not done with the remnants of 2020, and there's some things that are coming forward into 2021 with us, but there's something about turning the page of a new year that helps us reset our mindset and give some thought to what we really want to focus on in the coming year. I always like to reflect back on the year. And when I did that this year, you know, it was a tough one. I'd say most of us felt that there were more changes and challenges than we ever imagined would come our way in one year. And not to minimize that, not to minimize what we went through, but I do believe it's important to spend some time thinking about the lessons and also celebrating our resilience. For myself, I can honestly say that I learned and grew and adapted in ways that I wouldn't have even known were possible at the start of 2020. So going into 21, I'm taking that nugget of goodness from the past year and I'm carrying that with me. I set the word tenacity as my intention for the year, a reminder to myself that I can do hard things. That with a bit of determination, focus, and help, that's the big word, everything is figureoutable. So I want to remind you that I'm holding a goal-setting masterclass this week on Wednesday, January 6th at noon Eastern time. It's free, and I'll be teaching you my exact system for intention setting for the new year. This is my response to the whole new year, new you, diet culture nonsense that's running wild right now. The answer to having success and feeling great about yourself this year isn't to start another diet or weight loss program. Chances are you have tried this before and you know how it turns out. But still, having goals and intentions to move us forward and help us grow and expand into our best self, well, that's super important and motivating. So that's what I want to teach you how to set goals that actually inspire you to take action towards your best life without restriction or punishment. So I really hope you'll join us on Wednesday. There's still time to register over on my website, www.radiantvitality.ca slash this is my year, where the link is in the show notes too. It will be recorded. So if you can't make it live, don't sweat, but you do have to register. So I know who to send the recording to. So 
Speaking of the new year and setting goals for ourselves, it's so timely. We're talking today about finding your people, the importance of community to finding joy and movement. Lots of people have the desire to start a daily movement practice at the beginning of a new year, but there's still that struggle with finding the motivation to get going. And we've talked in the past about the different factors that can positively or negatively affect motivation. If you missed that, it was episode two, or you can also download the Motivation Secret, which is my free guide to motivation, and it's in the show notes. But community is known to be one of the three big things that can contribute to your motivation. Having a group of supported, like-minded people to move with has a huge positive effect on motivation. The key word is supportive. And that means something different to every individual. Depending on where you're at on your journey with movement, the whole idea with working out with a group of people might be very intimidating. It was for me too when I first started my fitness journey. Community doesn't have to mean a group fitness class or joining a CrossFit gym. I want to make that really clear. Knowing yourself and who your people are is the key here. And depending on your relationship with exercise in the past, perhaps gym class or sports were not a positive experience for you growing up. Maybe you've never done any sort of formal exercise before and you're intimidated to walk into a group fitness class and not know what you're doing. Maybe you have a belief that you need to lose weight before you can join a group of some sort. You're worried that you won't be good enough or that you'll be judged because of your body or your performance. I want to honor those concerns. I had them too. And I want to let you know that it's 100% normal to feel this way if you've had a negative experience with exercise or movement or sports or dieting in the past. So I want to be really clear that I'm not at all going to suggest on this episode that you just push all that aside, push all those thoughts and feelings down and go get yourself a gym membership and jump right into a group class that you're scared to death of. That would be the exact opposite of joyful movement, and it will not help you heal your relationship to exercise. I think honestly, taking that kind of action is where a lot of people go wrong. They jump headstrong into some new program, even though they're terrified and their gut is telling them it's a bad idea. And then they go and it's new and awkward and hard and they end up feeling embarrassed and ashamed and like they don't belong and never will. So they quit and never go back. It's not helpful to the self-esteem, your motivation level, and a surefire way to keep yourself stuck on the start-stop cycle. So keep that in mind here as I talk about the benefits of community and what support should look like. I'm going to give you some strategies at the end of the episode to help you determine what a supportive community means for you and where you might begin to seek out your people. I also want to just take a minute and make a very clear distinction between accountability and motivation. I think it's really important that we know our intentions when we start out with a group. Often people join a group hoping that the instructor or the participants will provide some sort of accountability. I hear this all the time as a personal trainer and fitness instructor. People are always asking me to provide accountability to get them to show up. In other words, provide some peer pressure for you to show up and do the work. But what's happening here is you're putting responsibility for your actions, your commitment to your goal in someone else's hand. And that's not what your group is for. 
If you're looking to them to provide that, it's going to lead to icky feelings for all of you. Your group or your instructor's role is to support, encourage, and empower you, and for you to do the same for them, not for them to force you to do something you don't enjoy after your willpower runs out. So I just wanted to make that very clear. Motivation in terms of exercise has been really well researched, and the concept of community has been well documented as a motivating factor. I talk about that at length in The Motivation Secret, my free guide that you can download. But feeling as though you belong and are part of a group is one of the most powerful extrinsic motivators. So extrinsic motivators is something that comes from outside of us. And it's a positive force. There was a study in the International Journal of Qualitative Studies on Health and Well-Being in 2018 that looked at how group participation affected physical activity adherence with adolescent girls. And though the population here were teens, I think the findings are relevant to us as adults as well. What they discovered was that social support of group participation was found to influence physical activity through five categories. Enhancing self-efficacy, performance improvements, enhancing enjoyment, enhancing motivation, and enabling physical activity from a practical standpoint. So let's take a second and break all of those down. Number one, looking at self-efficacy. So self-efficacy is all about confidence, our belief in ourselves that we can do something, that we understand how to do it and believe that we are capable of it. In a class environment, that could look like the instructor or your peers cheering you on, giving you positive words of encouragement, such as, your form looks great. I can see you getting stronger on those push-ups. It might look like a yoga teacher giving you proper alignment cues and then being able to use them to find the pose that works best for you. Number two, performance improvements. So being part of a supportive group can inspire us to challenge ourselves and try new things. This could look like your personal trainer saying, you know, you've really mastered those squats. I think you might be ready to add some weight on. Or maybe it's your walking buddy suggesting you try hiking together, something new. Or maybe it's something like participating in a couch to 5k running program with a group of friends. Either way, it's having that group that inspires you to try something new and challenging that you might not normally do. Number three is enhancing enjoyment. Being amongst people you enjoy, well, that makes any experience more fun. For me personally, I'm really fortunate to be part of a couple great groups in my area. We have the Trail Sisters. Um, it's a group of women that we do weekly trail runs in the bush when it's not restricted by COVID. And then I'm also part of a triathlon group that I cycle with on weekends in the summer. And I'm telling you, I don't even feel like I'm exercising when I'm with these people, even though I definitely am. The time just flies because we're chatting and laughing and just having a great time. I really honestly miss the camaraderie of both of those groups right now, but I'm fortunate enough to still be teaching group fitness at my studio and online. So that helps fill my need for being with fun people. Number four, enhancing our motivation. So that feeling of belonging, it's so important. It's an innate human need to feel like we're a part of something. And whether your group is one person, your walking buddy or a personal trainer, or a larger group like a CrossFit community, 
having people who cheer you on, who miss you when you're not at class, who check in with you when you're having a tough time, and who really rely on you to do the same for them, that's really going to help you want to participate. And then number five, that practical part about enabling physical activity. What I mean by that is sometimes there are things that we would love to do, but quite honestly, just couldn't or wouldn't if it weren't for the group. A great example of that is with my cycling and running groups. I honestly would not participate in those kinds of movements on my own because it wouldn't be safe. In the rural area where we live, we don't have access to paved bike trails. So we ride our bikes on paved country roads and highways. And that's not something I would do alone for fear of being hit by a car. And then the same thing goes with the trail running. I myself personally don't feel safe or comfortable running on rugged trails in the bush by myself for fear of falling and getting injured and also animals. So having a community makes these activities safe and accessible to me. Finding your people is just so important to help us along on our journey to joyful movement. We just all have to figure out for ourselves what we're looking for in a supportive community. And that's as unique to you as the type of movement you enjoy itself. So here are three steps that you can take to determine what kind of community you're looking for. Number one, I would suggest start by deciding how you want to move. Write down what kind of movement you enjoy. Make a huge long list and then find a group that supports that. I mean, if the idea of lifting weights and running scares the shit out of you, you maybe don't want to join a CrossFit gym. On the other hand, that might be a perfect fit for you if you thrive in a highly competitive athletic environment. Or if you feel like you're clumsy and lack coordination, then a cardio dance class might not increase your enjoyment of movement. But if you love dancing, then finding a group to keep you inspired and challenged would be a great fit. So make a list of all the different ways that you enjoy moving and then start looking for groups in your area for that activity or get a group of friends together and create your own. Number two, you also really want to reflect on your own personality. I mean, me, I'm an extrovert, so I love participating in large group activities, but I know that's not everyone's cup of tea. Perhaps for you, your community is one person, a workout buddy, a walking buddy, or maybe even a personal trainer, or it might be a small group fitness class with a couple of coworkers or friends. There's nothing to say that community needs to be a big group of people. The important thing is that you feel valued and inspired by the people you surround yourself with. And then number three, this is an important one. What are your needs from your community? When you consider those five factors I talked about that community helps with, which is the most important to you? Is it building your self-efficacy, your confidence in movement? Is it to improve your performance and challenge yourself in a new way? Is it to have fun? Is it to feel motivated or inspired? Or is it the practical aspect? When you think about where you struggle with movement or progressing towards your goals, which of these areas would help you the most? If you said self-efficacy, maybe you want to consider hiring a personal trainer to help you integrate the concepts of movement and help you feel more confident with how your body moves. If you said performance, then maybe a group where there's some healthy competition might be your thing. If it's for enjoyment or motivation, 
Is there a group that looks fun and that you'd love to be part of? Or could you create something with your own group of friends? And if there's a practical thing like a specific skill or activity that you want to learn, then you want to start seeking out a group that does that thing. Now, all this to say that there definitely are some unique challenges right now in accessing group programs. Depending where you live, COVID restrictions may have impacted the availability and size of group movement options. We're really fortunate that all this is happening in the digital age. There are still tons of options available on Zoom or other online platforms. And it might not be ideal, I know that. It may not offer the same sort of connection as the face-to-face interactions, but it's something and we're lucky to have it. So my advice on that would be to be creative and open-minded, knowing that it's not ideal right now, but it's also not forever. No matter where you are on your joyful movement journey, there's definitely a benefit to finding your people. If becoming more consistent with movement is a goal for you this year, then I really encourage you to seek out a community that's going to build you up and cheer you on, supporting you to find more joy in movement. All right, so that's it for today, friends. I hope this helps you get thinking about who you can surround yourself with to increase your motivation to move. I hope you'll join me back here again next week where I'll be talking about the runner's high. And before you freak out, you don't have to be a runner to get it. That feeling of euphoria they talk about is available to all of us. And I'm going to show you how to cultivate it next week. Oh, and a friendly reminder to go over to my website right now and register for This Is My Year, that goal setting masterclass. It is going to be epic. Lastly, if you found this episode valuable, would you please take a minute to leave me a review on iTunes? Reviews help make my show more visible to women just like you who are looking to heal their relationship to exercise. So please share the love and drop a rating or review. Until next week, friends, thank you so much for being part of this community. Remember that you can find me on Instagram and Facebook at Radiant Vitality Wellness, and you can learn more about how to work with me on my website, radiantvitality.ca. Be well, friends, and go step into Radiant Vitality. Thanks for tuning into the Power in Motion podcast today. If you love what you're learning here, then I invite you to take the next step of embodying these concepts into your own life so that you can live your healthiest, happiest life and never again feel held back by your body. Coaching is the fastest, most efficient pathway to taking what you know in your head to actually applying it and seeing results. Whether you're looking to make changes around movement, food, body image, or all three, I'm here to help you nurture a kind, respectful, and trusting relationship with your body so you can feel your very best. Click the link in the show notes to book a free consultation and together we'll uncover what's getting in the way of you having the results you want. You'll leave this call knowing exactly what you need to work on and together we'll explore whether one of my coaching offers is a good fit for you. I can't wait to meet you.